something God specifically put on my heart for tonight. Um, I mean, really directed me to uh, earlier today, uh, much earlier. And um, I want to first read, you can turn there if you'd like, but um, I want to read um, out of Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22. And it says, Because of the Lord's great love. One of the translations reads, Because of the Lord's great mercies, we are not consumed. For His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Young's Literal says, Abundant is thy faithfulness. God's faithfulness is abundant. I'm going to read that again. Because of the Lord's great love, His great mercies, we are not consumed. For His compassions never fail. They are new every morning, and great is your faithfulness. Abundant is thy faithfulness. So mercies are available and new every single morning. That means every day is a new start. Every day is a new beginning. Uh, But that new beginning has to be received by faith. It's not automatic... Uh, It's not automatically manifest in our life. It doesn't automatically renew your mind. It doesn't automatically settle your heart. It doesn't automatically uh, deliver peace. It has to be received in order uh, that what that scripture is looking to manifest. What happens when we receive of mercy, when we've made a mistake, we've had a miss or a mess up, and we receive mercy? Oh, doesn't relief and peace and joy and the ability to move on. The ability to keep going. When you know you've had a miss, when you know you've made a mistake, what does it do? It, it really stops you from making progress. But when you understand and receive by faith, and we're going we're gonna to look at another passage that helps us receive this by faith. When we receive by faith the new mercies every morning... Uh, then what happens is, is our every afternoon, night, and next day look a lot different. God's not looking for you to repeat today, tomorrow. So today he decided new mercies. He doesn't want you to wait for tomorrow. He doesn't want you to wait for next week. He wants you to, t- to today come into his presence and receive and obtain by faith new mercies. Now... Uh, the Holy Ghost gave me three areas, three, three words, actually, that mercy uh, is for. Mercy is new regardless of our messes. Number one, mercy is new regardless of our messes. Number two, mercy is not for perfection, but for our misses. I'm going to say that again. Mercy is new regardless of our old messes, regardless of the messes that we have, that we've uh, uh, built up along the way. Mercy is not for perfection, 
but for misses. That means God, he's not um, looking at us in disappointment already, knowing we'll miss it, but we're also got, we've got a flesh and he's very aware. So he's provided mercies and a way out of the messes that our flesh generates. Because our flesh is still old. <laughs> now, mercy is not a concept from man, but a provision because of man's mistakes. I'm going to say that again. Mercy is not a concept from man. We didn't generate the idea of mercy. We didn't have to go out and come up with the idea of mercy from God. This was God's idea. It's a concept from God that we have to, by faith, understand, receive, and know how to obtain. But it's a concept that he's given and, and uh, a flow that he's provided because of man's mistake. Mercy came from God for us. It's not something you came up with. It's not something you have to generate yourself. Does that make sense? So number one, for our messes. When I was thinking of this, messes, what are messes? Well, the best way I know how to describe a mess is when you have your children, and what do they do? They play with one thing, and before you know it, they've moved on to the next thing and didn't address the first thing, and then we're on to the, the, the second thing. Then they move to the third thing, and then the fourth thing, and by uh, 10 a.m., they're on the fifth thing, and then before you know it, if you, don't, if you don't go back to the beginning before lunch, by dinner time, what do you have? A massive mess. And it touches every room in the house, <laughs> including outside. What happens if you didn't clean up from breakfast and lunch? By dinner time, what's in the kitchen? A mess. And so that's the way the Holy Ghost showed me is when oftentimes uh, we're not following the Spirit and we go do one thing, and then before you know it, we're on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, and five steps later, we realize we didn't ask God, we didn't pray about it, we didn't seek uh, uh, His decision on it, we didn't follow the Spirit, and what do we have? A mess. <laughs> A mess. The same way a child makes a mess in the house is oftentimes the same way we find ourselves in a mess. We didn't take the first thing, the first idea that we have, and deal with it with the Word of God, deal with it with following the Holy Ghost, deal with that plan that you might have thought was a divine idea but was just, you know, generated from the flesh, from feelings, from good thought, and then you've moved on. You know, one, one wrong plan from God leads to more wrong plans. One wrong plan that's not from God leads to more wrong plans. And what happens, we, we tried to fix, you know what I mean? We tried to fix this uh, one thing even without God's help. And, and we've got more messes because we're trying to do it on our own. Messes come from us trying to live this life by ourselves without the help of the Spirit. So mercy, number one, is for our messes. Our messes. Number two, mercy, we said, is not for perfection but for our misses. This is the way he showed it to me. What happens when you say, I, I missed my plane? You know, or back in the day, they say, I'd miss, uh, you'd have the noon train. I miss the train. 
Well, how do you miss uh, what you're trying to get on? That means you're A, you're late. B, it's because you started late, you got distracted, uh, you weren't organized, <laughs> you weren't prepared. And when we have misses in our life, it's because uh, we were maybe slow in obeying what God told us to do. We were late and we had a miss. We missed something. We miss, how many of you have been there? I've missed leadings. You say, I missed leadings. Why? Because we were distracted. Why, you miss the, why did you miss the plane? You were distracted. You were you were not prepared. Sometimes the Holy Ghost is looking to lead us and we've missed an opportunity to prepare ourselves for that leading. You know what I'm talking about? And then what happens? We're behind. You know, instead of getting to the airport an hour ahead of time to have time to go to the bathroom, get your snacks, you know, fix your shoes, put your belt back on. What happens? We are in a hurry trying to catch up. How many times have we been there? You were about to miss a leading or you missed a leading. And you know you missed a leading. There's mercy for that. There's, there is great love and we are not consumed. You don't have to be consumed by your messes. You don't have to be consumed by your misses. And what about our mistakes? Well, when you say you made a mistake, you know, we always go back to school days, you know, when you are taking a test and you make a mistake and they mark it wrong, you know, maybe you didn't even know the answer. It's still a mistake. It's wrong. And oftentimes that's what mistakes in our lives. We go, I was wrong. I missed it. I was wrong. Uh, you didn't put the right answer. Maybe you responded wrong. You know, you said, come on, husbands and wives. You responded wrong. Come on. Y'all are good, but you're not perfect. You, you responded wrong. Come on, Brother Graves. Come on. She, I, just poking real good. When we make a mistake... We've all made mistakes. We might have even thought about one today. <laughs> we made mistakes. Mercy is for our mistakes. We missed the wrong answer. We didn't answer correctly the situation. We didn't obey correctly according to the word of God. And uh, just as we would put a mistake, make a mistake on a test. You know, this life is, is really all about how we're doing passing the tests of life. But God has every right answer. But for every wrong answer, there's mercy. For every mistake, there's mercy. Amen? Go with me, if you would, to Hebrews. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 4. Mercy is for our messes, for our misses, and for our mistakes. And let's bring it here into the New Testament. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 4. 
Verse 14, Inasmuch then as we have a great high priest who has already ascended and passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession of faith in him. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to understand and sympathize and have a shared feeling with our weaknesses and infirmities and liabilities to the assaults of temptation. Messes, misses, and mistakes. They all come from uh, our weaknesses, our infirmities. You know, sometimes an infirmity is simply just you, don't, you didn't know what to do. You didn't have the knowledge. A weakness. You could be weak mentally, uh, weak emotionally. Jesus understands maybe the situation you came out of, the upbringing you came out of, put you in a weakened condition. Says Jesus knows how to empathize with that. He understands. You're not alone in whatever you're going through. You're not alone. Because the high priest, it says here, but the one who has been tempted in every respect as we are yet without sinning. Verse 16, let us then fearlessly and confidently and boldly draw near to the throne of grace, the throne of God's unmerited favor to us sinners, that we may receive mercy for our failures and find grace to help in good time for every need. If you don't have that underline, underline it. Every need. Every need. The Amplified reads, appropriate help and well-timed help coming just when we need it. Let us therefore come boldly. Listen, fear will try to keep you from approaching the place Jesus paid for you. You know, we are real confident. We got the new movie theater here that we all haven't been to in eight months. (laughs) Where you buy a ticket that gives you a specific seat because you're getting a meal. You know, you, you put your feet up, right? You got your family lined up. Or if you want to go by yourself and have just a quiet movie by yourself, you put your feet up and, you know, it's like seat, uh, you know, row C, seat seven. And you know, that's my seat. You don't, you don't buy a ticket anymore to this movie theater without a specific seat. You know, oftentimes you want to go to a football game, go to a stadium. You have a specific, you have a zone, a section, a row, and a seat. And how many times do we go often and maybe we were one seat off and that, that person comes up and they said, excuse me, I think you're in my seat. And the one next to you is your seat, but they're really in the same spot. You know, it's a head scratcher. You go, just sit down, you know. No, we don't really do that because we, what do we do? We picked that seat. We paid for that seat. I want C7. I don't want C8, 9, or 10 because I picked C7 because it's right in the middle and nobody's going to be walking over me. You know what I mean? We got it all planned out. When they come to deliver my nachos, I am an easy, you know, it's easy access. But we've picked that seat. But we're real confident. You got to be, as the term is today, you got to be like that Karen that shows up at the movie theater and says, excuse me, this is my seat. 
You know something? When you've made a mistake, you get up to the throne of grace and say, excuse me, fear. I am going boldly to the seat that I did not pay for. The son of God paid for. You're going to have to take it up with him. Every miss, every mess, and every mistake, you're going to have to take it up with him. I'm going boldly to the seat. I'm going boldly to the place. I'm going boldly to the throne of mercy to find grace and help because right now I am in need. Amen. Fear will keep you out of what faith has provided. Jesus went to the cross by faith. You understand, he didn't just go out of sympathy for mankind. He didn't just go out of, you know, feeling sorry or doing the Father a favor. Don't look at it like that. The Son of God went by faith to the cross trusting that those who truly believe on him and the works that he's done that will part of the greater works is going you understand that part of the greater works that we can do for jesus is going boldly to the throne room where no man has gone before you know what i mean no man could go to that throne jesus said uh these greater works You know, let me tell you something. Jesus didn't live at the throne. He didn't reside at the throne by faith. That was his authored seat. How much greater is it that we get to come by faith? By faith. Our going to the throne is a greater work that that uh, Old Testament, that the the Jews under the Old Covenant, they couldn't go to the throne by faith. They couldn't. No man had been there. No man understood what it meant. So when Jesus left the throne and then went back there with his blood for you, not for himself. He didn't die for himself. He didn't die as a favor to the Father. He didn't die at a special request. He didn't go because, uh, you know, he just felt so sorry for mankind. He went by faith. This is part of when we go by faith to the throne, we're doing exactly what Jesus did. We're going with him, with his name, with on the authority of his blood. Amen. And what do we find there? Grace and help every time we have a need. For every mess, every miss, and every mistake. Amen? Look at Hebrews, and we'll close with this. Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 6. Oh, this is so good. Verse 6, the Amplified. So we take comfort and are encouraged and confidently, and what is that word? Boldly. This is the second time we've seen this. Boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Boldness is for mercy and boldness is for help. If you never learn to boldly come to your father and get mercy and help and grace in the time of your greatest needs, how will you ever boldly live for him? If you can't boldly come to him for your own self, you're going to struggle to boldly serve him. 
if I can put it that way. That's the way the Holy Ghost showed me. If I can't come boldly to my Father, you know, in my relationship in Him, how am I boldly going to serve Him? You cannot boldly serve God out of a love for God and out of wanting to see other people's lives helped if you yourself don't know how to go to the throne room of mercy and obtain help for yourself. It's not a humble man that goes out and serves others and doesn't know how to serve God for himself. You know what I mean by that? It means when you've had a miss and you've had a mistake, you know, I, I always look at myself and go, well, what help am I to anybody? If I can't help myself at the throne, if I can't go to my father for myself in my time of need and receive of grace, how do I leave others to the throne room of grace? If I'm not bold enough to get there, other people need you to understand how to take a mess, a miss, and a mistake. Wash it. Forget it. Receive grace. Amen. What is grace? Grace is simply what only God can do. That's it. It's what only God can do. His ability, his care. And if you don't know how to receive what only he can give, it's going to be real hard to help others receive what he's given them. Amen. Amen. It's so important in our, our homes, in our lives, that we, number one, any mess we've made, any time we've just kept going without consulting and, and receiving the help of the Spirit and, and the guidance of the Word, that we go back, whatever mess we have, we go boldly to the throne and we obtain the mercy that's been provided. Number two, any miss we've had because you were distracted, you got delayed because of your own um, personal, you know, what is it? You, when you go miss a plane, you got caught up doing something personal. You got caught up doing something else that you shouldn't have been doing. And you're behind in the plan of God. We know when we get behind. There's mercy and grace for any miss. And for every mistake, every wrong answer, every wrong response, uh, every wrong action, there's mercy for that. Amen? Amen. So uh, we can all take that at any time. But know this, it's going to take boldness. Fear is going to try to keep you out of that place. Uh, that place in him, in God, that he's provided, that Jesus provided for you. Uh, that fear is number one reason that why people stay away. They're afraid of what God is going to say to them. They're afraid of how God is going to respond to him. Well, his word shows us how he responds. He responds with great mercy, great love, abundant. Can we say abundant faithfulness? Abundant faithfulness is in your direction. When you wake up in the morning, when you go to bed at night, I'm so grateful for his word that shows me who he is. We don't have to wonder who he is, who he's going to be to me when we come to the throne. We know exactly who he is and exactly how he's going to be. Amen. Amen. Well, that's uh, all I, the Holy Ghost had for tonight. Take these things and uh, keep them in front of you. Because how many of you know from one day to the next... <laughs> Fear is going to try to keep you out of the presence of God, out of the plan of God, out of the provision of God. And we're going to be bold about taking the seat that belongs to us. Amen. 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 Uh, well, we will see everybody.
next Monday or Tuesday because <laughs> of the rain. Don't forget, join us. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, we can ask tonight. Uh, 